Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Got a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. A bunch of things I want to chit chat with you guys about. Um, well, I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's start. What day was it on the second? It was Groundhog's Day. And I know you guys already know the story about what happened on that fateful day, which it was now the 10 year anniversary. But there's been a development in the story that was unbeknownst to me. Okay, it was not beknownst at all. And someone brought it to my attention and I did a little bit of a deep dive and I said, holy shit. So I'm going to tell you the whole thing. For those of you that don't know, which you all do, I'm just going to give you a brief rundown. Groundhog's Day 2014, Bill de Blasio drops the groundhog. The groundhog dies. Okay, I think about I think about him every day. So the groundhog's name was Staten Island Chuck, right? Well, it turns out, because I was talking about this on my Instagram, of course, the other day, it turns out that it wasn't actually Staten Island Chuck. It, the, the story is bad, okay? Apparently, Staten Island Chuck previously bit Mayor Bloomberg. Okay, which, by the way, he's so fucking real for that. He's so real for that. And I don't blame him. And because he had already bit a politician, they said, we're swapping him out with someone else who's on the bench. And it turns out that it was actually Staten Island Chuck's granddaughter, who was 10 months old. Her name was Charlotte. And may God rest her soul. And when I found this out, it was it was already sad. And of course, I've. I was kind of taken aback by it because I said, you know, I've been mourning Chuck all this time. And yet here he is. He's still kicking. And it made it it feels worse now for some reason. Like I was like, first of all, I was like, first of all, it was a woman. (laughs) Now it's personal. And now I'm even more upset. It was it was an itty bitty Charlotte. You know what? Next year, I'm going to the damn ceremony and I'm going to have a sign. And it's going to say back away from the groundhogs. Those little those little cuties. Apparently, we're having an early spring, according to Punxsutawney Phil. uh, Which would be great. Honestly, I looked at the weather today to see like what the week is going to look like. And it's supposed to be 60 degrees, uh, 58 degrees. At some point this week, we'll see if it happens, but. One thing I do know, I'm going to get my roots done at the hair salon, which I haven't done since beginning of December. And my entire life, does this happen to anybody else? My entire life, every time I have a hair appointment, whether it's a haircut, hair color, whatever, all the times I've ever gone in my life, it rains that day. Because God forbid a woman has a nice blowout. God forbid my hair looks good one time. Um. So I'm actually excited about that. I've been itching for it, you guys. I've been itching for a change. And the other day I bleached my eyebrows, which I've been wanting to do for a while. And I was just like, whatever, I'm going to pull the trigger. I was saying last week when I was in LA, I was like, I don't want to be on camera with with the eyebrows bleached because it does sometimes. And listen, the farther away I am, the worse it looks. You got to see me up close because sometimes it does give Uncle Fester. I don't know if you're familiar, but it gives that it gives there's no brows. Um, but I really like them, but before I go back again to LA, I'll probably die them. Maybe she'll die them for me this week when I go get my 
she's probably going to be mad at me, huh? Everybody. And, and rightfully so. I remember when I, uh, cut my own hair and then I went, of course, immediately had made an appointment to the guy that cuts my hair. And he was like, can you not, he's like, how about this? Like, you just like never do that again. And I was like, okay, but sometimes you just got, sometimes you get the itch. I know I do. Anyway, you guys, what the hell? I've been recording for how many seconds and I talked about Punk Satani already. Um, let's get to these emails. We'll jump into the emails. I'm not watching anything good. I'm not freaking, you know. Oh my God. Actually, I did something fun the other day. Um, I went to the Russian baths with my friend Alicia. And if you've never been to the Russian baths in New York City, like it is an experience. Okay. It's like, it's not fancy, no frills. It's not a spa. You're not going to get a spa experience. It's like if a, if a gas station bathroom had saunas in it. Okay. But it's like a hundred years old, old school, classic New York. It's always like, there's always people there. Like the upstairs has food. And then downstairs is like, there's sauna steam rooms. You can get treatments done, which I always get a uh, salt scrub there. And honestly, I leave feeling my skin feels like a fucking dolphin. Okay. And it's worth it. And you go and you spend the whole day and it's just like, you steam it out and there's a cold plunge there, which I've never, I've never gone deeper than my big toe because I put my toe in it. I go, oh my God, no, it's freezing, freezing cold, right? It's, it's probably 20 degrees. It's like freezing cold. And my friend had gone in. She's good like that. Like she could just go in and dunk and come out. And I'm like, girl, it couldn't be me. And yet it was because this guy was going to get, this guy was going to uh, go past me. And he said, oh no, you go. And I went, I don't know where I'm going yet. I didn't know if I was going to go in the uh, steam room, the sauna. I was thinking about going in the cold plunge for the first time. And he goes, well, come with me. <gasps> Not me flirting in the Christian Russian baths. So he goes in and I'm like, said to my friend, I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> Girl, why was I standing in the fucking cold plunge for actually five minutes straight? Five minutes. I might as well have just dove in head first because I went all the way under, Girl. That was all it took. It felt so good, though. I will say like getting in is the worst part. And then once you're in, you're like, oh, my God, you go numb. And it like this guy was like really like he had a great, great body. And I know people that like exercise love that shit because it's like it, I, I don't know what it does. It like burns fat or whatever. But when you go under, you really, really get a head rush. Like, girl, I'm so damn embarrassing. I had to sit down for 15 minutes after all that for what? <laughs> My friend's like, I never, I've never seen you go in there. I'm like, nope, I never have. I never have. But you do what you got to do. When a freaking cutie says, listen, get in the, get in the cold plunge with me. I'm, I'm plunging. One thing about me, I'm going to plunge. If only for the plot. So I did that. Sorry, I just hit my vape. I got one of those new vapes that like looks like a, it looks like a luggage. It's humongous. And for what? It doesn't need to be that big. 
Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Secret Keepers Club is brought to you by BetterHelp. Keeping relationships healthy can be tough, whether things have gotten weird with the guy that you're seeing or there's stress in your family. Therapy can be a great tool to work through these things. Talk to a licensed therapist who can help you see your blind spots and kindly guide you to the best version of yourself. They're there for you whenever you need to talk and can give you an outside perspective on anything that's going on. I love BetterHelp. You guys know I'm such an advocate for bettering ourselves and constantly doing this work and digging and, and just the, the better you feel in your head, the better your life is in all aspects, whether it's relationships, whether it's um, work stuff, the way we react to things, the way we deal with things. I think this is just the best. And I, I love their, uh, you know, I love their system here at BetterHelp. The whole thing is entirely online. You get to schedule your own therapy dates and times, and you can choose between meeting over video call, on the phone, or even by message. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with your therapist. If your first match isn't a perfect fit, switch at any time for no additional charge. Therapy can not only strengthen your relationships, but help you become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash secret keepers. Anywho, like I said, we're going to get to these emails here. Okay. This one says, okay. This one says, help me get my mojo back. Hi, Carly and the sweet baby boys. Longtime fans since the girl code days. Oh, thanks so much. So especially know that you could help with this issue for background. I deal with anxiety and depression, and I'm currently taking Prozac. I'm happily married to my hot husband who I'm very attracted to, but recently I've had zero sex drive. I know things in the bedroom can die down as you get older slash more with time uh, with each other, but I feel like it's non-existent. I don't even know who to ask about it. My primary care doctor, my GYN, my therapist, I know the antidepressants can cause this, although I never had an issue in the past. Would love to know if you or any of the girlies have advice or know of any supplements that could help with this or which medical professional is the appropriate one to seek help from. I need the Prozac, so going off it isn't really an option, but I want to want to have sex with my hot husband. Now, I got to see the husband. Attached are pictures of us, woohoo, our cutie dog, and also a picture of my vintage rehearsal dinner outfit. Oh my God, how cool. <gasps> how cool. Let me see. Also, something super embarrassing is seeing a comment. Oh my God, I agree with this. Seeing a comment from somebody that you know on a celebrity's Instagram account. I, I agree with that so much. And like, guys, first of all, I'm the friend, I'm the one that's commenting on people's Instagrams all the time. But I will say it is so cringe seeing it. And even do you ever in your head wonder like who the people are that are like horny in the comments? Because on TikTok, there's always like, I'll randomly get on this algorithm of, of like hot fucking guys. Right. And you see them. Oh my God. By the way, one of them is so hot. The guy that jump ropes, do you guys follow him? Jesus. I think he's from Brazil or something. I don't care where the hell he's from. Get me, it's get me a one-way trip there. He does these jump rope videos. Oh my God. Okay. I'm no better than a man. I'm no better than a man. When, when this guy's video pops up, I, I watch it 20 times in a row. Cause I just love him. He wears a Yankee hat. This is why he wears a Yankee hat. 
he wears like baggy jeans and Air Force Ones and he has a skinny chain. So you know what that means. He's a hoe. But he does these cool jump rope tricks and he's like dancing with the jump rope. Oh my God, I love the guy. I love him so much. Would I ever date somebody that has a public, um, you know, uh, persona like that? No. But boy, oh boy, do I love looking at him. Anywho. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little, I got to take a sip of my water. So let me see. I, I agree with you, but people comment on like hot, uh, hot people videos, whether it's a guy, a girl, whatever. And the things that they say, I'm like, how could you publicly do this? How could you have your face as the picture next to this vile smut? <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Let me see. I love this. Oh my God. How cute is this rehearsal dinner dress? Wow. Gorgeous. It's a, it's a jumpsuit. Wow. Beautiful. How cute are you guys together? Okay. I can confirm the husband is hot. Jesus Christ. What is he? Seven fucking feet tall. Holy shit. I hate that. I just did that because I know that, that I can't imagine what it would be like to be a tall person because it's like every single person you meet, the first thing they talk about is how tall you are. That must be so annoying. And it's just like, I do it. Every time I meet someone tall, I'm like, what are we working with over here? What are we, what are we six, six, six or six, seven? You know, my brother had this friend uh, who he's still friends with, but they were friends since they were like in kindergarten. And the kid was like six, three or something. Tallest person my mom still to this day has ever met in her fucking life. Every time he walked in the house, every single time you got to play basketball. Why aren't you playing basketball? You don't like it. So what are you going to do? You're so tall. Can you imagine? Knowing that you're going to go to your friend's house and your and his mom, the first thing she says is going to say, why? Why aren't you playing basketball? <laughs> anyway, let me get to this answer your question. So yes, if anybody has been through something similar, um, reach out and I'll, I'll read the follow-ups or the responses on next week's episode. But I do think it might have to do with your medication. Of course, I don't know that for sure. I would not be nervous or embarrassed to bring it up to my GYN or my therapist. Like they've heard it all. They've seen it all. They've done it all. I think this is a very, very common, probably more common than you think. Um, and I know that medications, there is like a three month period usually where your body's adjusting to it. And they say like, just push through and then you're, you'll get regulated and it'll, it'll become more, uh, you'll, you'll just get used to it and you'll kind of like go a little bit more back to normal. Um, so I think it could be that, but maybe they can give you something to, you know, something else in addition to counter that. Um, because that sucks. It's like, it's, it's one thing if you're, it, it's, it sucks because you don't want to. Right. And you're like, Oh my God, I, I want to do this. I miss it. And I want to feel, you know, whatever. So I get it. It definitely is like, uh, anytime I've been through something like that, I'm like, what the hell is going on? But I think either, either doctor that you talk to is going to help you out. I would look into things that can kind of counter that. I know it does. It, what's, what's the brand? Hold on. Let me see the brand that makes, um, they started off. Is it called hymns? 
I wonder if they have anything for, cause they have hymns and then they had hers. Right. And I remember they had sent me, um, let me see. They had sent me a box, like, you know, like a PR box a couple of years ago. And I, and I, if I remember correctly, if it was them, it had stuff like that in it, like vitamins or something to boost your sex drive. So I'm sure there's a, a bunch of different options, but, and I'm sure there's a prescription or something like that, but also, yeah, if you guys have been through, been through this before, do let us know. I know that's also a side effect of Accutane. I remember uh, my friends that were on Accutane always saying that it's, it's like a common side effect. Okay. Let's see. This one says retrospective specs. Hi, Carly, cutie girl and the kitties. Hi, thank you so much. I'm just writing in to tell you and the girls a story and hopefully someone can learn from my mistakes. I once dated a guy for a year who would wake up two to three times in the night to pee off topic, but he was only 31 and I'm a nurse. And I told him many times that this isn't normal and he should see a doctor, but he refused of course, because men will do anything but seek medical help facts. Anyway, he would be staying at my apartment, get up to pee around 3 a.m. And when I heard him walking back to the bed, I would always whisper, are you okay?" Or just making sure you're okay." Um, Now, I was half asleep, so I thought it would be endearing at first, but my questions would always make him go shh and then get back in bed. He brought it up one day and said, just so you know, when you ask me if I'm okay in the middle of the night, it stimulates my brain and I can't fall back asleep. So maybe no more talking. No, because the reason you woke up was because he got, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because he was getting up and, and that's what woke you up. And then you said, are you okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if he didn't have to get up and pee 500 times, you wouldn't even be up in the first place. She says, I laugh about it now. Uh, now that I have the most perfect, handsome, strong water utility construction worker, baby. Now, what is a water utility construction worker? Um. But at the time I took it to heart and really thought that I was doing something wrong. This is a message to the besties. If anyone puts you down or makes you feel bad about having feelings, expressing yourself or trying to communicate, then they're not the one love. You always never stop the podcast. It makes me laugh. Oh, thank you so much. I agree with you. It's also like, I, if a guy said that to me in that exact scenario, like I'm putting myself in her shoes. If a guy was like, you know, like maybe no more talking when, when I get up in the middle of the night, cause it really, it gets my brain going. I would probably go. If you're like, maybe you need, need to, uh, dig deep on why it's getting your brain going like that. Is it because I'm being nice and it's pissing you off? Let's see. This one says a whole phase has no standards. Ciao, Bella Carly, buongiorno from Italy. Just kidding. Oh my God. How fun would it be? I wonder if we have any Italian Italianos in here. Sure we do. Uh, she says, I know that was mean. I'm sorry. I'm just in Colorado, but I would, I wanted to excite you, LOL. Anyway, I had to pause the potty and write this email as I'm listening into the girl who wrote about her throwing a guy a bone in her whole phase and hooking up with a guy who was not conventionally attractive. I did the same shit. Here's the suit. Here's the scoop. My self-esteem was really low and I was counteracting that low phase with a hoe phase. I was a cake decorator. Cute. 
at a small bakery and I was responsible for doing my own dishes at the day's end. Naturally, I started flirting with the dishwasher so that he would be like, do you want me to run those for you? And I'd be like, oh my God, really? Thank you. You're so helpful. And the game goes on. Background on the dishwasher. He's small, introverted, glasses, thick as magnifying glasses, poor hygiene, who smokes, moved here from Louisiana and lives alone with his dog. His only friends were online through video games. Um, If I say any more details, you'll think I'm mean as hell, LOL. I know, all of the red flags. Needless to say, he developed a massive crush on me and he started walking me to my car every day after work, even though he got off two hours earlier than I did. Oh, Jesus Christ. He started buying me weed gummies and would invite me over to his apartment to drink my favorite whole phase drink, which is a straight silver tequila. I don't even know what that is. She says, I know skinny. What is it like a low calorie, like uh, tequila? God, I'm not a tequila girl. I do like mezcal. Is that tequila? Anyway, she says, obviously, you know where this is going, but there was no penetration involved. I would just let him go down on me on all my lunch breaks. Wow. Which looking back grosses me out considering how the hygiene thing. Also getting my dishes done and having an endless supply of weed gummies was really awesome. Admittingly, I did take advantage of the situation, but my girlies were like, stop hanging out with that guy. And I was very clear about not wanting a relationship with him. So I didn't listen. Fast forward to a few months into his quote unquote crush becoming a little creepy and obsessive girl. If I could just interject here when he was waiting two hours to walk you to your car, that was a little creepy and obsessive in my humble opinion. I know it's all it's all situational. It's all kind of subjective, but it's like the guy is crazy. The guy's obsessed with you. okay? and you're you're probably like a girl that he had a crush on and then you kind of gave him the time of day and then he just took that and ran with it. Okay, so she says he seemed to get very stressed out if I didn't tell him what he wanted to hear or hang out with him as much as he wanted me to. I started to pull away. I started going to a 12 step program and gaining a little bit of confidence. And I started to see the red flags with this man and how he was acting towards me. I pulled away a lot. He ended up being really mad at me, basically hating my guts. He started talking all of this shit to me via text message and completely ignoring me at work, refusing to help me. Oh my God, guys, we're not fighting right now. Guys, we're not going to fight. No, because why was Robert just sleeping and Stanley attacked him out, out of the blue for no damn reason? Um, she says he was refusing to help me with anything at the bakery. And eventually he started talking shit about me to everybody. My male bosses ended up having to let him go because he told them he was going to slap the shit out of me. Jesus Christ. He straight up threw a huge fit and moved back to Louisiana. Yes, I feel bad because I should have never taken advantage of the situation. But to be fair, people hide their crazy well, or I just couldn't see it. And no, his baby feelings are not my responsibility. But now I know better about the attention that I give. The moral of the story, if I ever have another whole phase, which I don't plan on because I'm married in parentheses bummer, I'm going to punch way up out of my league and only sleep with people that intimidate the fuck out of me with their looks. That's true. Uh, be careful with the ugly ones. <laughs> and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill girl. No, I, I think it's like, um, I think the people that we're with really do, uh, the people that we date do reflect on how we see ourselves. If that makes any sense, it's a reflection of, of the way that we view ourselves, right? 
like anytime I've dated a guy that everyone is like, what are you doing? I'm just at a low. I'm at a low. I've you know, I want to be with somebody maybe as a distraction or to feel better or to help supplement something or whatever it is. Um, and then you end up like you attract the people that are on the same kind of vibe as you energetically, not looks wise, but like, that's what happens. So when you feel like shit, you're going to attract shit. And yeah, all of that stuff is such a reflection on like, at least in my past, the, if I go back and I go, yep, that was, I was going through it then. And that's why, you know, that's why I was bringing this guy around. And that's why I was saying my man, my man, my man, (laughs) you know what? I will say this, all of those experiences that I've had, they did teach me a lot. Just like you learned, you learned you learn the hard way. There's nothing anybody can really tell you that's going to make you not do what you're going to do. When you when we want to do something, we just do it, right? Doesn't matter if all of our friends are like, "Girl, you're kind of this is the wrong choice," and we're just like, "Okay, whatever, bye. Don't care. Go to my boyfriend's house later, losers." You know? But you couldn't you couldn't catch me doing it now. No way, Jose. I'd rather be alone. Let's see. This one says, help, I'm dating my old co-worker's ex-boyfriend. Hi, Carly and the baby boys. I'm an OG listener, first time writing in. First, I just want to say thank you for the potty. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. You helped me get through a breakup with my daughter's dad. I felt so alone and down and listening to you really helped me get back up and out there. Oh, thank you. So I'm writing in because I started dating the most amazing man. He's caring, sweet, has multiple towels and bed sheets. Ooh la la. Okay. It's giving Buckingham Palace. The only thing is that he dated one of my previous coworkers. Granted, we probably only hung out two times outside of work. She was just my work friend. I've asked for advice from multiple multiple friends, but I just can't get over it. I feel like I'm going against girl code. Like, should I reach out to her and let her know? We still follow each other on Instagram. I honestly can't remember the last time I've spoken to her. She's nice. She moved to a different state and she's since gotten married. Everything else is great with us. I just can't help but feel bad. Girl, you're so nice for this. Cause this isn't even really like your bestie. Um, she doesn't live near you anymore. You don't work to, it's one thing if like you still work together and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if this bothers you, I would just reach out to her. What is she going to do? Is she going to be mad at you? I mean, come on. If she, if she gets mad at you for that, meanwhile, she's a married woman. She's crazy. That's, I mean, come on. If somebody came to me and did this, it's so not necessary. That's why your friends are like, just get over it. It's fine. She's not going to care. Like, it's not necessary to do this, but if it'll make you feel better, just do it. Who cares? You know, if someone came to me and said, listen, I'm dating your ex-boyfriend, I would go, who? First of all, I wouldn't even remember the fucking guy. And then I would say, girl, you're such a little cutie patootie. Like, I I couldn't care less. Have fun. God bless. You know, because please, (laughs) someone says his name. I'm like, I've never met that guy. I've honestly never met him, but I wish you and him a complete stranger that I've never met. Perfect happiness. Enjoy. I don't think she has a right to get mad at you. And she's probably going to think it's like, you know, cute that you're doing that. And again, if she gets upset at that, please, girl, come on. We're too old for that. I don't even know how old you are, but. 
Um, this one says, post your man bowling and nobody will want him. <laughs> Hi, Carly, Stanley, and Robert. Have you seen this trend on TikTok where girls are posting videos of their boyfriends bowling with the caption, post your man bowling and nobody will want them? It's so funny because why am I getting embar- a secondhand embarrassment watching these guys be so serious and unserious when hurling a ball towards some pins? Like the leg in the air, the anticipation of watching the ball, the reaction of the pins falling down. I just die. Anyway, sending you so much love. Girl, first of all, bowling, I love going bowling. I suck at bowling, but I love going. And when people have the rhythm down, it's kind of crazy to watch. Men really are like just inherently competitive. So they take it it way too seriously. I recently went um, bowling with this guy that I've known for a million years, blah, blah, blah. It's a long story. But um, I was like, you're going to be good at bowling because he's like an athlete. Like he's very athletic. And I was like, you're going to be good at bowling. And I suck at bowling. Like, come on. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm really not even that good. Like, I'm not that good. Girl, why did he get every fucking pin the entire game? Why did he knock down every single pin the whole game? I was like, enough. You have to, you have to clown on me like that. Like I'm getting two pins. I, sometimes I'm not getting any pins. Sometimes I'm getting two. Sometimes I'm getting three. And you have to get a strike every single time. Like, okay, cool. You beat me like freaking weirdo. But he did the like the toe point, which is so funny. I asked him, I was like, can you teach me how to do that? He's like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, really? Because you've done it 40 times. <laughs> He's like, I just naturally go that way. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Let's see. This one says, urgent. Why do you have to date to find a husband? Great, great way to phrase it, honestly. Hey, girl, need your advice back in the dating world. And I don't know if I'm the problem. I've been seeing this guy for about three months and we recently made it official. The other day we were talking and he casually mentioned that he still follows many of his exes on Instagram. He even mentioned congratulating his most recent ex on a life event that she posted about. I'm someone who once you're done, you're done to me. And almost like you never existed, I delete conversations, any pictures of us, and of course, remove them from all social media. So it's hard for me to understand why someone would want to keep an open line of communication with somebody like an ex. He went on to, to say that they don't text each other, but sometimes catch up in the DMs. I can't help but feel uneasy about it, but I don't know if it's my own insecurities I need to manage or something valid to consider. His response was simply, I understand your viewpoint, but I can promise there isn't much more to it. He explained that they were mutual breakups, no, no bad blood. I don't want to become a jealous partner or even try to tell him what to do since it's so new. I don't know how to place these feelings. Would love your thoughts and advice. Of course, I shared a picture of us below. Oh, how cute. Cute. Stop. You guys are so cute. Um, this is, this is so, uh, one of these situations where it really does vary person to person. Like everybody has their own boundaries. If you feel uncomfortable with something, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's important to voice the way you feel about it, which you already did. And you already spoke to him about it, which is great. Um, I think it just, I think you have to just change your perspective on it. Uh, anytime I've been in a situation like this. So I am a person that I am friendly with my exes. We're not besties. We're not hanging out on the weekends and all of that stuff, but we're friendly. Um, 
it wasn't an instantaneous friendship. It was like, we broke up. We both healed on our own. We moved on. We went our separate ways. We didn't talk for a really long time. And then we crossed paths back again. And I don't see there being anything wrong with that. As long as both people are not, you know, hanging on to hope that they could get back together. Right. Like as long as everybody's moved on, I don't personally feel that there's anything wrong with it because someone that you're in a relationship with really does know you on a different level and you spend all this time with them and they know your family, they know your friends. They just, they know you really, really well in a way that other people just don't. So I, I think for me, it's like having those friendships are worth it to me because it's like, this person gets me, you know, if I was with somebody that didn't want me to be friends with my ex, I would, you know, make sure that we had a, you know, talk about it and I would hear them out on it. But, um, I have also been in a situation where I was dating this guy and he was friends with all of his exes and I didn't care, but there was one that was calling him in the middle of the night, asking him to hang out. They went, they would go and get coffee and like all of this stuff. And I had a really, really uneasy feeling about it, which I never had with anyone else before. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you, you can't be friends with somebody. You're a grown man. Like you could, you're going to do what you're going to do, but I just want you to know how I feel. And I think that there needs to be some type of boundary, um, with this friendship that you have. I'm not telling you not to be friends, but I'm saying, you know, I don't know if we need to be talking at midnight. I don't know if we need to be talking at one o'clock in the morning and answering the phone in the middle of the night. And you know, doing these like little, it's just like something about it was just not sitting right with me. And, um, and he fixed it, you know, it wasn't, I think no matter what, when we voice our concerns, we assume that the other person is going to, um, is going to just kind of like gaslight us. Cause honestly, we've been conditioned to feel that way. Cause that's what most people like, that's what most guys do. Right. When they're just like, Oh my God, you're so crazy and blah, 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 blah. So we kind of, have that in our head that that's going to be their reaction in the first place. Um, but a person that's a good person for you, a, a great partner, a great boyfriend, a great girlfriend, whatever is not going to make you feel that way. And it feels like he heard you out on it and he, you know, gave you, um, you know, some type of like feeling of like, Oh, don't worry about it. There's really nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing more to it. He said, so I think if it's something that um, maybe like dig a little deep and see where you think this is coming from, these feelings like and and why you don't like talk to your exes and stuff like that, like where you hurt a lot in the past, like sometimes we carry these things with us into these new relationships like the there's guys that I don't talk to that I've dated that I'm like, no fucking way. Like this guy sucks. I don't want to be friends with him, you know, but if that was the, all of the relationship experiences I've ever had, it would be really tough for me to not bring that with me to a new relationship. But I think something to focus on is that, you know, sometimes we kind of make problems where there aren't any because we are afraid of getting hurt and we're trying to prepare for a worst case scenario. And, um, it's not fair to, to put that on someone. Um, if it is stuff that we're carrying from our past, if it's, if it's real and new and like, 
listen, this, and, and also if it's like a hundred percent, like this is how I feel and there's nothing wrong with that. How you feel is valid. And everybody has their boundaries and their things that they're okay with and not okay with. Um, but it's tough. It's so tough too, when you first start dating someone, cause you're like, oh my God, like it's like the craziest you ever are, but it's the best relationship. That, it's the, it's the best that the relationship ever is. Cause it's like the very beginning. It's so exciting. We're getting to know each other. We're like, we're going on dates and I'm looking cute and we're feeling good. And then blah, blah, blah. But it's also like the inside of like, my mind is a prison. My mind is a prison. I'm not even enjoying this good phase. <laughs> okay. And we also have Osea today. The winter months can be really rough on your skin. Take care of yourself with Osea. Osea's Undaria Algae Body Butter can give you healthier, glowier skin, not only this winter, but all year long. It's made with ingredients that are typically reserved for your face, like Undaria seaweed and ceramides that give your whole body top tier moisture. You guys, I use my Osea cream. I'm not exaggerating every single day. I love it so much. It feels fresh. It's not greasy. It's not oily. I hated when I was using these creams where I'm like, I have to stand. I have to put the cream on and then stand naked and wait for it to freaking dry before I put my clothes on. Cause otherwise it gets all over everything. This one's like nice and fresh and light. Oh, it's just beautiful. All of their stuff is beautiful. I love the oil. I love the scrub. I love everything. Um, Osea's seaweed infused products are both safe for your skin and safe for the planet. Everything they make is clean, vegan, cruelty-free and climate neutral certified. You don't have to compromise your values in order to have incredible skin. Osea gives you the best of both worlds with products that seriously work. Start the new year, fresh and clean. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now we have a special discount just for the girlies get 10% off your first order site-wide with code secret at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. We love to see it and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code secret for 10% off. Let's see. This one says embarrassing. Why is it so embarrassing to be seen walking with your pillow? I slept over a friend's house and I need my own pillow to get my beauty rest. But I felt humiliated when my neighbor saw me walking around with it. Like walking in the airport with your pillow is number one, repulsive. I can never expose my pillow to those germs. And number two, embarrassing. It's also so embarrassing when people are unknowingly speaking in the background of an Instagram story. Oh my God. I always will mute an Instagram story. And the poster had no decency to put it on mute or to put a song over it. Love you. Uh, love you too. I agree with you on that. I always wonder when I see people with like you could tell the pillows from home. It's not an airplane pillow. It's not an airport pillow that you buy at the freaking Hudson News. And yet the girlies are walking around with their, the pillow from their bed. And I'm like, why are you, is that a special specific pillow that you are bringing only to the airport? Or you're taking that off your bed. You're bringing it to the airport. You're, you're using it on an airplane. You're having it your entire trip. So it's exposed to hotels and cabs and all these germs. And then you're flying home with it. And then, and then what? You just put it back on your bed. I always wonder if you're one of the, if, if you're a pillow person, you got to reach out because I'm dying to know it. I think it might be like, I don't know, maybe it's like they, they have a special one because I can't imagine it being, um, like just their bed pillow to me. That's cuckoo, right? Okay. 
Okay, let's see where we are. This says, the most embarrassing screen name you'll ever feast your eyes on. Hey, Carly and the cats. The other week you mentioned AOL and asked us what our screen names were. Carly, when I tell you this one is such a doozy, like it's one of those things that are too good to not be made up, but I can assure you that this very much happened, though unintentionally, and I think about it weekly. So to preface, do we all remember the boy band of the early 2000s called Dream Street? Of course, baby down on Dream Street. Didn't they have a show? Who was the hottie in that band? Was it Ashley? Ashley? Um, maybe down on Dream Street. God, boy bands were the fucking shit. God, they were so good. Actually, that reminds me. I want to talk to you guys about Justin Timberlake because he's a fucking clown. But anyway, yes, I remember Dream Street. She says, well, during the earlier times of AOL and AIM, I was around 10 and I was obsessed with them. For my screen name, I did my initials, ST, followed by DS for Dream Street, followed by Forever. (laughs) No. So it's spelled out as one word as TDs forever. Stop them. I, I love it. It's so innocent, girl. It's so pure. Mom or dad didn't take a look at that for you before you uh, made the account. <laughs> so now was your email address STDs forever at AOL.com? I'm emailing it. She says, how does this happen? Again, I was 10, so I didn't know what STDs were. When I tell you that one day as an adult woman, it all clicked for me and not a moment before then. Oh, wow. My screen name was really STDs forever at age 10. (laughs) After several minutes of uncontrollable laughing, all I thought about was how my parents and older cousins never noticed it. That's what I'm thinking. Um. (laughs) I have lots of cousins that are 10, 15 years older than me, and they always harass me on aim, like, Hey, Aaron, or it's so-and-so my, uh, parents weren't all that monitored with my online activity, hell online or offline activity. But, um, this is an example of how everything went in the nineties and the two thousands. What a wild time to be a kid. I didn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. STDs forever. Honestly, I love it. Honestly, I love it. So good. God, it's one of those things. I love that you realized it like 20 years later too. Shout out to Dream Street. Where are they now? That's a good question. You guys, I want to talk about Justin Timberlake and what a clown and what a cornball he is. Because here's the thing. If you guys don't know the situation, this uh, Britney Spears memoir came out. There was a lot of stuff about Justin Timberlake. There was all this speculation that Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are filing for divorce or they're separated or whatever the case is because of what Britney said in her book that, um, Justin, you know, we, if you've seen any of the documentaries or know anything about it, we already know, but it's like, um, he manipulated her after they broke up and he manipulated the press to, um, take his side, even though he cheated on her, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, Britney came out last week at some point and apologized. And she was like, I'm sorry you know, I'm sorry that I said those things. And I actually really like his music and whatever she said. So he does a concert, a busted ass concert in, I don't know, Vegas or something. And he goes on stage and he goes, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to fucking nobody. I saw it and the way that I clenched my butt cheeks together, because I was like, this is so cringe 
Cause you want to know what's crazy about Justin Timberlake. He he's having this, like, I think like identity crisis the last like few years we've been noticing him. He's just doing weird shit. And I think he's having a hard time that he's getting older, right? He wants to be this like cool, young, hip guy. And the way that he really thought him saying that, like, he was like, I, he was like, that was, that was a serve. It's like, Justin, please, baby, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta not say anything. Just sing your songs and do your little, your little wacky dance moves and spin around and call it a day. So it's just so obvious when somebody does something like that in such a public way, because he has been dealing with shit since her book came out and since her documentaries have came out too. But it's like, dude, you knew what you were doing. It's just so icky when you could tell something's like a publicity stunt because people want their names to be in the, in the media so bad that they're like, I don't care if people are hating me. And I bet you that's what his, like, I bet you that's what his like team said. Like, well, Hey, no press is bad. You know, no such thing as bad press. And it's like, there actually is. Cause now everybody thinks you're corny and like, ew, please. Jessica Biel does deserve better to be fair, to be fair. Okay. She says, I can't think of a clever subject title, but please open this email. Okay, there you go. Girl, what I'm about to say might be controversial, but I have a new ick unlocked. Paris Hilton, make, Paris Hilton making lasagna. Let me tell you, when I saw the ending, I literally almost peed my pants. Girl, I sent you the video on Instagram. I think I've seen this video already. Um, speaking of sending you videos, I send you the most random videos on IG. I'm such a dork. Please don't judge me. Uh, also I'm attaching a picture of my little family and my gorgeous, gorgeous cat. How cute. Oh, this is a gorgeous cat. Agree. Oh, and what a cute <gasps> stop. Your kids are so cute. This is a great family, family photo here. Stop this little cat with the sunglasses. Um, I, I happen to like really love Paris Hilton and I know that so her doing her own thing, like her YouTube series and stuff where she's like in the kitchen and she's cooking. It's very interesting. And it's kind of like someone like that. You just can't help. But I just am in awe of her. Right. Because I'm like, she's never lived a day in the real world. She's a Hilton. She was born loaded. She had this crazy life, this crazy upbringing. She grew up with more money than God, but her parents were kind of in and out. Right. And I'm not trying to, I'm not saying not talking shit, but they weren't, you know, she was a wild child and, um, she had this crazy life. I mean, did you watch her documentary where it was like, she had like 500 laptops. Did you see that? That like, I think about that all the time. I think about it like every day. How she was like, yeah, these are all uh, these are all my laptops. I get a new laptop whenever I get a new boyfriend or some something like that. And it was just like that. Was, she wasn't kidding. And she just has a room full of laptops because when she's done talking to somebody, she just literally gets a new laptop. <laughs> Can you imagine? And she has this like, oh, my God, the decor in her house. Girls, you got to watch it. I'm I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her all of the neon lights in her house and the portraits of her dogs and her little chihuahuas and X, Y, and Z and all the pictures, to be fair, the pictures of her everywhere you look. I love it. I love it. It's honestly like when somebody like grew up in such a different life, like they're kind of like aliens to me. I don't know. 
but I remember seeing the uh, a video of her cooking where she was like giving the ingredients and she was putting pepper and she was like, do five pepper, <laughs> meaning like crack the pepper mill five times. She was like, we're going to do five pepper. I love her. Hey, I have her teapot. I have a Paris Hilton collection teapot. It says that's hot on the side. Whatever. I can't help it. I was born in 1990. I am what I am. Okay. Um, let's see. This one says, am I insecure or would anyone feel this way? Hi, Carly girl and the little princes. It's been a gosh darn minute since I listened to the potty and I thought, why not write in? In parentheses also, have we confirmed that it's really embarrassing to write into a podcast? <laughs> I think it's, I think it depends on the podcast. I don't think this podcast is embarrassing because I feel like we're, it's like chatting with your friends. Okay. She says, I'm a 30-year-old new wife and mom, and I'm loving every single day of my life. Carmela Soprano is my new wife slash mom style icon. Of course, Car Carmela is Gorgina. Anyway, to get to my issue, I'm feeling insecure about my husband's job. My man is my best friend and everything I want and need in a partner, but I just hate his job. For background, he's a 6'3", tall, dark, and handsome former professional athlete who works in nightlife because the money is great, especially in NYC, and he genuinely loves being a bartender. I know it's crazy, but after having a baby and learning to love my new body, I now get insecure knowing that his job just involves serving the hot girlies drinks all night long. He would absolutely quit if I asked him to, which is why I won't. I know that he would never cross a line, but you know how bartenders are in Manhattan. They innocently flirt to make money. It's just a part of the job. Am I just being crazy or would it, this make any girl feel this way? I attach pictures of me and my husband and our new baby girl because I know you love a reference. Anyway, maybe I'm just in my postpartum feels, but can someone out there relate? Love you and thanks for being the number one curly girl. Okay. Thank you. And I love you too. First of all, this is a gorgeous couple. You guys, I know that you're like, girl, not everyone that writes into the podcast can be gorgeous. I'm telling you, these, these two are gorgeous. <gasps> wow. Really beautiful. She's stunning. Gorgeous baby. Look at that. Well, yeah, you have a gorgeous mom and dad. You're going to have a gorgeous baby. And she's a little bow. How cute. Um, if you've been through, I'm, I think this is so common. I think that I mean, I would imagine that every woman feels this way or the majority of women feel this way after they give birth, especially your first kid. You don't really know what to expect. Um, of course, I've never been in that situation before. So anyone that has write in and again, I'll read the follow ups next week. But I totally I don't think you're crazy at all. I really, really don't. I think that this is completely normal. And I've dated bartenders that I'm like, it's driving me nuts. Because you really do imagine it in your head being very, because um, it's a social job and people are drinking and, you, you know, they have to talk to people and all this stuff. And the girlies are going out and the girlies are at the club and they're at the bars. And I get it. I get it. It's totally normal to feel that way. Um, you know, I wonder if you have felt that way before this. Because you're really strong if you have it. Cause girl, I'm not even kidding. Like anytime I've dated a guy that works like, I mean, come on, even dating like comedians. I'm like, what am I doing? That's why I haven't dated a comedian in, in fucking forever. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? Cause they love going out and meeting the girls. 
that's why they become comedians. That's not why female comedians become comedians. Because it's not like, oh, guys are going to think this is hot. <laughs> but I totally get where you're coming from. I've been there before. Um, and, and I get it. I don't think you have anything to worry about. And I think that if you spoke to him about this, he would be completely understanding about the situation. Um, like you said, oh, he would quit if I asked him to. Of course, you're not doing that. But I think maybe chit chat with him about it and tell him how you're feeling. This is a huge adjustment for you. You're like you have this completely new life, really. And you love it. But with that comes a lot of changes. And you're just trying you're just making adjustments. So I think that to be as open and honest as possible with him is the best thing that you could do. And no, 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 you're not crazy. You know, after you give birth, your hormones are also all over the place. Like I give, I give you girls so much freaking credit. Um, okay. Let's do <coughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That was a really embarrassing cough. Ew. Cause it was like a yell. My throat is so damn dry. And I, and I got rid of my humidifier because you know who kept knocking it over and I was just having puddles of water on the floor every single day. So this is why we can't have nice things. I even used my earthquake glue to, did I ever tell you guys about my earthquake glue? Like everything that's on my countertops is glued down with earthquake glue. It's like gum. And it's for people who live where there's like tornadoes and earthquakes and stuff so that stuff doesn't fall in their fucking house. But everything in my house, I don't live in a, I don't live in a, you know, earthquake zone but I have an earthquake that lives here. His name's Stanley Tucci. And he'll just, anything that's on the counters get knocked over. So I just glue everything down, which is so funny when, uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but when I was dating that uh, guy from London, he came over and he was like, is everything glued down to the table? Why is that? I'm like, do the math, buddy. Crunch the numbers. Uh, okay, this is the fuck Mary kill that somebody sent in uh, in one of the earlier emails. It says a hot garbage man, but always smells like trash. A hot mayor, but always says, but quietly says mm, out loud every bite he takes. Oof. Or three, the hottest lumberjack who only wears khaki cargo shorts and long socks when he's not doing lumberjack things. Marry the lumberjack. Are you fucking crazy? I'm, I'm all set on that. Long socks and khaki cargo shorts. Okay, I'm not mad at you. I'll marry it. I'm going to kill the guy who says mm, every bite he takes. And then I guess we'll fuck the garbage man, but he always smells like trash. It's okay. He's doing a service. I can't be mad at him. I can't hate on him for that. Anyway, you guys, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we will get to them next week. If you have any follow-ups for anything, send them on in and I'll read them next week. Have a good one. Have good energy, good vibes, and I'll see you soon. Bye.